Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. But today we want to look at the issues, small issues on prayer and fasting, prepare ourselves toward it. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 21. Let's get going. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. May that never be your portion. May the devil never put anything on your house, in your house, in your family that will seek to be putting your life in fires and in waters. So I brought him to your disciples, pastors of Jesus Christ. Amen. The boy has a problem. You see? Sometimes when you take your problems to pastor and pastor is not getting results for you, don't think the pastor is not anointed. Hallelujah. Don't think the pastor is not anointed. We are not the first people who has prayed and there's no results. Hallelujah. It's for you. No pastor can get it for you. It's a lie. It's a lie. Hallelujah. You know what the Bible put it? It said, except the Lord give it to you. You cannot have it. No matter how we pray, no matter what we do, if God decided that, hey, I will not give you that miracle, forget it. And you have to stop putting pressure on pastors to perform or to engineer miracles by force. So that sometimes when a pastor prays and nothing is happening, he's not anointed, pray for me, nothing happened. No, no. It is prayer, it's our work, but result is in the hands of God. It has happened in the Bible. Disciples of Jesus Christ, who no disciples of Dr. Tabo. Hallelujah. These people, they were, God, they were born again by Jesus Christ. He laid hands on them, He breathed upon them, He sent them out. They went and they came back and they told them that demons are even bowing to us. And Jesus said that, don't be happy because demons are bowed to you. Be happy because your names are written in the Lamb's book of record. These are people we are talking about. Demons ran away and somebody brought his son who was suffering epileptic and they couldn't heal. Hallelujah. You know something? The power that works miracles or the power that brings results in prayer is connected to the revelation of the issue. If the pastor catch the revelation, the background, the root cause of the issue, and prays accordingly, results will come. But if they don't catch the background, the root issue, they will pray there may not be results. He says, so I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. The old King James said that they could not cast it out. 
They could not. Then Jesus answered and said, All faithless and perfect generation. Jesus is telling his disciples who they are faithless and perfect generation. Jesus' disciples are faithless. People who demons run away, they were with Jesus. When they were with Jesus, they were faithless. So what about when Jesus left? Hallelujah. And these are the people who have taught us about faith. And we try to use them to criticize the pastors who were not there during Jesus' days and think that we are not doing better. Tell your neighbor, the Bible is a wisdom book. Tell your neighbor, the Bible is a wisdom book. So stop looking at it as your textbook. People with Jesus Christ, he got them born again. He laid hands on them. He impacted on them. He filled them with the Holy Ghost. He sent them to do miracles. These people could not perform one miracle. They could not pray for one. And prior to this, these people have brought Jesus good testimonies. Then they really did this one. Jesus said that you are faithless and perfect generation. Hallelujah. Today, if a pastor is lacking in any area of the ministry, hey, the church cannot. So we have to leave and go to another church. Because my pastor could not solve my toothache issue. So he's not anointing. I have to go to that pastor who can solve my toothache issue. And when that pastor solves your toothache issue, your knee issue also is there. That pastor is not solving my knee issue. So you went to the one who could solve your knee issue. When you finish, you, you realize that your hair issue too is there. So we have become all over. Every day, this pastor is not, this pastor, this pastor, this pastor is not. Listen to me. God has not given the power to one person. He has given to each one by measure of faith. And he has given to each church also by measure of grace. Hallelujah. He said, oh, you faithless and perfect generation, how long shall I be with you? See, I be with you. How long should I be with you? How long should I bear with you? Two things. How long should I be with you is one. And how long should I bear with you? It means continuously they were failing. That means continuously the people were failing. How long? I have been with you. Teach you the strategies of prayer. The strategies of signs and wonders. How to get miracles. I have taught you through all this work. And still, you are not getting it. How long should I be with you? How long should I bear with you? It means what Jesus was about to say, he has taught them before. That is why he said, how long should I bear with you? Listen to me. Even Jesus, if he tell you one, two, three, and you don't get it, he get angry. Amen. So the Bible said that once have God heard, spoken, twice have I heard, heard that all power belongs to God. Pastor has spoken it how many times? Amen. How many times hasn't pastor spoken it? Quaristers, how many times? How many times? Countless. So you didn't hear the first one, you haven't heard the second one. The third one, because Jesus has not come, so we don't continue. 
You can't go ahead of time. It's first and second. When it comes to the third time and you still have no head, you will not go some. Because it's first time has God spoken. Twice have I heard. He said, I've been with you and I've taught you and still, so how long should I bear with you? You see, it was a question and he got angry. Bring him here to me. He was angry. Ah! Hallelujah. And Jesus rebuked the demon. He rebuked the demon. The other verses said that he cast out the demon. And it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Let's move on. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Hallelujah. Jesus said, Then the disciples came to him privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Why couldn't we do it? Why? You see, this question pre imposes that whatever Jesus is doing, the disciples are capable of doing it. It means that everything that the pastor is doing, with the exception of the grace of the office, but it's come to the works of the faith, of the word of the gospel, whatever the pastor is doing, the congregation member is capable of doing it. The members are capable of doing it. The church workers are capable of doing it. The leadership are capable of doing it. Only if they listen, they hear, and they apply. But the problem with these people is Jesus has taught them, has spoken to them, they've heard it, but they've thrown it away. They were not applying it. They think they know. The last time we went to that, that town, Jesus sent us. We went there, and when people came, we said, hey, you devils, come out in Jesus' name, and it came out. The greatest disaster to success is trusting in what you used to know. The greatest disaster to success is when you trust in what you used to know. It used to work for me, so you think it will work. Listen, the world is changing. Dynamics are changing. Even though the gospel does not change, the word of God, they are the same yesterday, today, and forever. My word does not change. But the times change. So the strategy of using the word sometimes is change. Hallelujah. That is why today, one-on-one evangelism is becoming very tough. You meet everybody on the street. Oh, me, I go to church. You meet everybody, I go to church. So we have to also see how we can what, use another means to minister the gospel and win souls. Jesus said that, how long? How I used to be? How I used to know? What I used to do? And if it is not working, find out what is the latest strategy of the gospel. Go to the Holy Ghost. What is the current dynamics? He will tell you. He's the same yesterday, today. So God is not a, an, an ancient God. He's a current God. That if you want from him current strategies of winning, he will give to you. He will give to you. Amen. We have to try the past. It's not working. So Jesus said, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, listen, refusing to do what the gospel tells you is a sign of unbelief. If you refuse to do what the gospel is telling you, what the word of God is telling you, it's a sign of unbelief. 
Because everything you believe it, you act on it. Hallelujah. You believe that in church, when we are doing praise and worship, we, we must dance. So when we are doing praise and worship, we dance. Because you believe. You believe that in church, you must give offering. So when they raise an offering, you give. Hallelujah. What about that situation that God said that it takes prayer and fasting? So I'll fast. Tomorrow I'll fast. The next day I'll fast. Every day you do, I will, I will, I will, I will. I will, excuse me, is the language of the lazy. You say, I will, and you did it. I will, and then, no, 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 no. Stop saying, I will, and do. I don't like saying, I will. If I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. But I don't want to say, I will, and I don't, because it makes me the greatest liar of myself. So he said, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, is that what I'm reading? Okay, this mountain move from here and it will move and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you, 21. However, however, so prayer has ended. Prayer has ended. You will say to this mountain, move and if you have, you don't doubt it, it will move. That is prayer. Amen. There is where prayer is. If you can pray to any impossible situation and you believe that your prayer will work, it will work. What Jesus said, it will work. But however, there are certain things it has nothing to do with your prayer. There are certain things no matter how you pray. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. But there's certain challenges, certain issues, certain problems, certain difficulty, certain matters. It is not about what? Prayer. You must add fasting to it. Hallelujah. When you pull and it's not pulling, you conjure, it's not conjoining. You crack, it's not cracking. You break, it's not breaking. You add fasting to it. Amen. You add fasting to it. You will not die. And you don't fast foolishly. You fast scripturally. Because you can fast outside of scripture. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 58. It tells us how we must fast. That when we go to fast, the first day you think of fast is you have to forgive everybody you owe him any grudge. Fast. You have to forgive everybody. Second, you have to lose every contention with anybody that has crippled you. If there's any bitterness, there's any problem, there's anything, you have to lose yourself of all that. Then you have to dress up. You have to look good like you are looking. Bath, comb your hair, look nice. Except you are going on a waiting. You are going to lock yourself somewhere. Even that one crowd, don't get up. And then every two minutes, you lick your, your lips. Mm. Look fresh. The Bible said that then consider the poor. Part of a good fasting is when you are fasting, that is where you must give. I'll talk on that maybe during the course of the fasting. But to be enriched of fasting, to make your fasting effective, 
enforces that in our fasting we must give. Then we pray also in addition. Well, here we are, you know. So Jesus said, This kind can never go except you add what? Prayer and fasting. So the emphasis here. The emphasis here, Jesus was talking about, was this kind. But church, remember that prayer and fasting, as Jesus defined here, does some things, does some things, does some things. There are about four things Jesus was saying that that kind can only be taken care of by prayer and fasting. Number one is strongholds. Strongholds. Hallelujah. Strongholds. Jesus said, when you are dealing with demonic strongholds, you need prayer and fasting. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is anything unseen that has kept you from progressing, moving, and acceleration in your life. Anything that has kept you one, one side, one position, and you can never move, you can never progress. It's a stronghold. The unseen. That is a stronghold. You may not see what is happening. You may not see what is going on. But you realize that your life is not moving. Something is just keeping you at one side. Something is holding you. Something is restricting you. Something has just kept you. It's a stronghold. This boy's life is not moving. This boy is not progressing. This boy is not advancing. His, life, his father said, frequently. Frequently. Whenever it looks like the boy wants to move in life, then the demon pull him back by epilepsy. Number two, bondages. Demonic bondage. The boy has been kept in the bondage. That frequent, the other force in water or in fire. The issue does not happen on the playing field. When a demonic stronghold, when a demonic bond is working on your life, I'm telling you, the devil messed you up only at where your life will be severely affected. The devil will never come around your life at where you can have pawns or, or comb and spray and spray yourself and look good. No, he will hit you at where it will severely affect your life. So say, as frequently he pushed the boy into fire or into water, where the boy's life can be killed. And I, 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 I'm wondering to see the, 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 the personality, the body of the boy, because somebody who often falls into fire, you see a lot of fire burns. By now his hair is gone, his face is wrinkled, every part of his life, and frequently falls into water. He has been, been drawn in water several times. So physically the boy is sick. Number three, attacks. Demonic attacks. All of a sudden, one time, you'll be there and something brush. You'll be there unexpectedly, unknown, and something will just attack your life. Negative. Something will attack your life. Negative. 
anytime it looks like oh now i'm okay the boy is okay now he's fine he has started his course he deferred his course one semester now everything is fine he has started his course again he's going on lectures he's going to school things are progressing he's written his mid-sem exams he has got good passes everybody has hope this time there he's coming out he's going to finish with the first class and then pow, the boy is in fire Have you considered your life that anytime it looks like things are taking shape, there's an attack and you have to come back. Start all over again. Anytime there's this thing, you have to hit, you have to come back and deep. There is an demonic attack. It takes prayer and fasting. It takes prayer and fasting. And, be, and most of us will just wake up in the night. Hey, Labaka, hey, Labaka, hey, Labaka, hey, Labaka, hey, Labaka. Jesus said, Yes! Yes, you can pray against any challenge, against any mountain. Those are physical structures. Things you can easily relate with. Things you can see with your eyes. Prayer can deal with it. You need a job. It's a physical, a physical something. You can deal with it. You need to marry. It's physical. You can see. You need this. You need that. The things, the substance, you can relate with it materially. Prayer can work with it. But the unmaterial ones, the ones you cannot see, you need prayer and fasting. I have to marry. But why am I not getting married? I need a job. Why am I not? I go for interviews. They tell me they will take me tomorrow. The man came my way. I start the project. I start the business. I said, but why is it not progressing? Why is it that anytime I'm taking a step forward, something will have to bring me back? You need prayer and fasting. Amen. Then lastly, it's what boundaries. Demonic boundaries. The devil set a boundary. Pop! You can't go beyond a boundary. Some of you, it looks like the breakthrough is coming. Things are happening. Things are about to work. Then something will just come. Then pop! The gate is closed. Somebody said, Pastor, anytime I get to the point of breakthrough, something happened. I came back. There's a boundary you can't cross. There's a boundary you can't go beyond. But I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. I stand on the blood of the Most High. I declare upon the powers that work then, now, and will be. And I declare in the name of Jesus upon this earth and upon this land that any spiritual boundary, any demonic boundary, any witchcraft boundary, I break it in the name of Jesus. I remove it in the name of Jesus. After today, after this month, after next month, you shall go forward. You shall proceed. You shall cross the barrier. Nothing that is made of God should be able to put a boundary over your life. Nothing that is born of God, nothing that is created by God, spirits or being, should be able to set a boundary before you. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, this kind. What was he talking about? This kind. What was Jesus talking about? Say that how big this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. And that kind was referring to the demon that is inside the boy. Talking about the demonic spirit that lives inside a person and you don't know. Sometimes you can be work, working strongly, you can be healthy, you can be prayerful, everything, go to church, but there's a demon living inside of you and you don't know. Amen. That is very dangerous. And with the kind of things that we pre-address, uh, uh, we'll tell you, 
that there's a demon somewhere hiding in my life that I don't know. The father might have taken the boy to hospital several times. It didn't work. So the father thought, I know, I need spiritual intervention. So took the boy to a spiritual hospital. See the doctors. It didn't work. Then he went to Jesus and it worked. One day the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible said that the woman has suffered 12 years even with every expert, every specialist uh, gynae. The woman has been there. 12 years! The Bible said that she has visited every special doctor. It didn't work. Because it was a demonic issue hiding inside her life. But when the lady touched the hem of Jesus Christ, the demon just ran away. May every demon hiding in your life run away in the name of Jesus. May every spirit hiding in your life, may it disappear in the name of Jesus. Wherever they are hiding, this morning I lift up the fire of the Holy Ghost. I blow fire into your life. I blow fire into your house. I blow fire into your home. I blow fire into your areas. Everywhere your life run around, every demon sitting there, every witch hiding there, every spirit, it has become a regular power of that demon. Whenever things seems to be wet, that demon show forth. Whenever things seems to be wet, that demon comes out. It limits you. It set boundaries for you. It set limitations for you. But I lift up the fire of the Holy Ghost. I lift up the power of the Holy Ghost. I enter into your home. I enter into your house. I enter into your family. I command that demon. May it flee out of your life. May it flee out of your life. In the name of Jesus, I receive deliverance. I receive healing. Receive it. Jesus said this kind, this demon inside of you, it does not go except by prayer and fasting. So the boy was living a demonized life. And you know the demonized does not even know that he or she has a demon in their life. The only thing that is to tell you is the symptoms. Hallelujah. Father did not know. The mother did not know. The friends did not know. Sometimes, dear ones, stop consulting and contacting people about your issues. Stop. Stop. Everything knows about you. Everybody knows about your case. Everybody knows about your issue. But there's no solution. And everybody's telling you what they think. There's a hidden spirit that has to be dealt with. There's an unseen force that has to be broken. He was living his life. Thought he had an epileptic. The doctors have diagnosed that your, your, your case is an epileptic, which is true. It was an epileptic situation. Yes, medical science have discovered it. It is true. Strategic research has found it. Google has told you. So every physical means yes, they have interpreted that it is true. But still, it is one thing for man to discover. It's another thing for man to cure. It's not everything that man discovered has he the brain to cure. There are certain things man can discover, it, but the curing of it is divine. And sometimes when one, two, three, it did not work, you seek for another, another intervention. That is why in Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah said, Hey, you people of God, whose report have you believed? And to whom has the hand of the Lord been revealed to? 
Sometimes who's reports? You have listened to all sorts of reports. You have listened to academic reports, medical reports, research reports, IT reports, whatever reports, your boss's report, your supervisor's report, your husband's report, your wife's report, your children's report, your financial report, your bank reports, every report you have heard it. Which one do you believe? And here you are. There's still no solution. There's a hidden demon. There's a hidden spirit. It has become, it has made you live a demonized life. But if God be God, if Christ be Christ, if you are serving a living God, if you are serving the God that created the heavens and the earth, if you are serving a God who created you and I, if you are serving a God who created Satan, if you are serving a God who created all demons, let that God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Sometimes you must stand and say, God arise and let your enemies be scattered. Sometimes we entertain it too much. We, t- we are following reports upon reports. Yes! The father said, yes, for once I know the boy is suffering epileptic. But for this time, I am tired. I have done CCT. I have done MRL. I have done MMR. I have done X-rays. I have done uh, cardio, uh, 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 cardio, whatever, whatever. I've done all the gamma rays and the X-rays and the beta rays. All the rays, I've done it. All the scans, I've scanned it. They've scanned everything, even your hair. They've scanned it. They've scanned ah, And now there's nowhere of your life to be scanned again. And still there's no result. Stop the scanning and call upon the king of kings. Stop the scanning and stand upon your feet. Uh, watch over your work. Ezekiel said, I'll stand upon my watch. Stop it for once and lift up your eyes upon the hills from where comes your deliverer. Your deliverer comes from the Lord Almighty who is mighty in battle. Sometimes stop it for once. You've wasted money. You pay bribe. You pay this. You pay that. You pay 4,000, 3,000, 10,000. Everything you want to go out to approach. They, go cry. They, they can't get a visa for you. You alone. They took your passport to a flower border to stamp it. Your passport got lost. Stop it. You've tried all that you can try. You've wear mini skirt, long skirt, short skirt, medium skirt. At my back, at my front, at my side, tie neck, tie waist, tie loose, tie arms, shoulders, sleeves, long sleeve. Everything that is wearable, you've wear it. The more men are running away. Pause. Something is inside. What interview haven't you gone? What interview are you waiting again to go? Every interview you can think of, you've been there. The president has interviewed you. The vice president has interviewed you. Castle has interviewed you. Flagstaff House has interviewed you. Uh, Parliament House has interviewed you. Uh, Judiciary has interviewed you. Attorney General has interviewed you. What interview again? You'll be interviewed. There's no bank in Accra that you have not been interviewed. There's no corporate office in Accra that you have not been interviewed. Everywhere there's an interview, they've interviewed. You propose to all sorts of women. You propose to bankers. You propose to IT. You propose to market women. You propose to tomato uh, 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 importers. You propose to working ladies. You propose to driving ladies. You propose to cooking ladies. You propose everywhere you are proposing. 
Christian, you can't find a wife. And you say that these days, Christian sisters. Christian sisters have not done anything. The Christian sisters are even wilder than the Christian brothers. Something is inside. There's something that you must rise up and look for Christ. And you must rise up with prayer and fasting. Amen. What will make you know that a demon is living with you? A person who is going to see that there's a demon living with you. Five things you see in your life. The first one is setbacks. Like we said, the setbacks. Like I said, the boy, when your life is progressing, it hits. It has to come back. Anytime it looks like things are working, pop, you have to come back. Anytime it looks like, yes, now well, everything is working. Now I've got a job, I've got a business now, yeah, pop. Come back to ground zero. Oh, now I'm prayerful. Now I can pray. Now I can fast. Something. You come back. Setbacks. Number two, ailments. Unnecessary sickness. Some serious sicknesses. You alone. There's one sickness. At most, one year, two years, the sickness come again. Pop. When it looks like, oh, everything is okay. Now fine, mama is fine. Give yourself six months. The sickness come again. Mommy, all your money go and treat mama. All your money is going to treat daddy. Strange. And when those sickness come, it is not 20 cities. It is not paracetamol. It is not Biko. When it comes, it is not injection. When those sickness comes, it eats money. It eats. It empties the house. Hallelujah. Look at that boy. I'll continue on Friday, Saturday morning that we pray. Number three, disappointments. The father of the boy was now disappointed in his son. He was disappointed. So he went to Jesus. He said, Sir, this is the situation. It's out of hands. My son, he's been suffering these problems year after year for a long time. My last hope was your disciples. I brought them to your disciples. It didn't work. But the man did not go to Jesus to ask that Jesus pray for my son. He went to Jesus to complain. The ultimate sign to know that you are disappointed is check your prayers. Anytime you are before God, do you complain or do you what? Discuss. To know whether you are disappointed in life or not. Whenever you go before God, ask, do you complain to God? Or you enter into a discourse with God? Do you dialogue with God? Do you speak with God? Do you just talk to God? God, this is the situation. I need your results. I know that your power can do it. Or do you go and say that, God, I'm tired of this situation. It can no longer be. It must end. How long? For five years, I end this thing. Check. Because God does not answer complaints. Amen. God does not have a complaint box. So they go and put your complaint in. Do not be anxious of anything, but in all your matters, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So he doesn't answer complaints. You don't go to him and be complaining. You go to him and make what? A request. The Bible calls it petition. And when you are writing a petition, you don't complain. You don't demand. You seek and you plead the kindness and the mercy of the ju judicial or the jury or the judge. The man was disappointed. Am I talking to you? 
Are you hearing me? You are too quiet. Number four. Rejections. The boy at this time, everybody's rejecting him. Everybody. Sometimes check your life. How many people are accepting you now? Everybody's rejecting you. Some of us, everybody. Somebody will tell you that, oh, I want to help you. The following morning, you go back, they tell you another story. They don't even want to see your face. It's not that they've disappointed you. They just don't want to see your face. They have denied, rejected you. They've cut you off. People that used to like you, all of a sudden, they cut relationship with you. One thing that pains me a lot is the, a person I used to have a good rapport when I realized that the person no longer want to sit down with me or talk with me it begins, I, I begin to tell myself no, rejection has set in something has set in why is this person not ready to talk with me? no, no this friend cannot reject me they can never be, no so whenever you find that people are rejecting you they are standing there, you get there everybody turn their back People will be talking you alone when you get there. People don't want to entertain you in their conversation. They don't want to entertain you in their house. Even you tell somebody, oh, I will come and visit you. I'm going somewhere. I'm not at home. Because of you, people have to leave their home and lock it, even when they are not ready to go out. Oh, Saturday, I will come there. What time? Oh, I'll come nine o'clock. Age 45, they'll pick a telephone. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Something has come in so fast, I have to leave home. And they are nowhere, they are going nowhere. They go to their bedroom, lock it and sleep. Because they don't want you. Rejection has come in. And lastly, unholy habits. Habits that you know that this habit is not good. But how come I can't stop this habit? Ah, yesterday, today, today. I, I mean, it's, it's, no, 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 no. Talking about Galatians chapter 5. Slanders, gossipers, blackmailers, backbiters, debauchery, contention, strife, envy, jealousy. These are the things that have filled our hearts. They are all holy habits. You can be so embittered about person, so envy, so jealous of a person that even when the person is walking, you are angry continue on Saturday. Who can stand against no one?